0: Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast, I'm Gemma, I'm Chippy, I'm putting my lip gloss on, Ooh, what lip gloss have you got? Oh shit I forgot I was talking to the makeup guru. Yeah, come on. Chippy, I can't lips. see your face, I can just see your torso, love. There just the
1: torso. Right, it's NYX Lip Oil. Yeah, is it nice? Oh, It's obviously nice enough for you to have bought it, Gemma. Well, it's all right. I mean, I bought it
0: pre lockdown
1: and and I have to be honest, I've
0: got hardly any makeup left. And and I thought what I'll do is I'll use all of my makeup up. You know, you know, like when you buy makeup thinking it's going to turn you into Jennifer Aniston.
1: Yeah. That's how my career started. (laughs) And you
0: just have lots of makeup in your drawers. Um, I'm slowly making my way through it. I mean, this is all right. Lip oil. It's... Just lips. Just, just lips. Have you done oh, i jealous? My, my that courage one that you you jealous? I love that one. You. I was going to say you gave me, but you didn't. I actually bought it, and I thought I'd get to hold up because
1: I already got. That hashtag holiday. not a gift. Hashtag not a gift. Hashtag. Hashtag cool. make Gemma buy everything. I don't give her any freebies. Gonna be accused of bugging. People have got a lot to say at the
0: moment, Chippy. A lot to say. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, coming up, I'm, I'm coming to the
1: party on this one as well, actually. People I feel like people did not listen to whatever podcast we did where we were like, you have the opportunity to be <laughs> kind and to be positive. And yeah. they are cu- taking the opportunity to be a bit twatty. Yeah, has anyone been twatty to you? Um, no, what's happening at the moment is... I am being everyone's negativity vacuums and they are just placing their negativity at my door and watching as I hoover it up. And then they skip off feeling better and I just feel like the world's about to end. Oh. That's what's happening here. I'm trying to think if anyone's been twice to me. New, new, No, no. no weirdly.
0: Fair, you had your fair share of that when you were dealing with the people on nextdoor.com.
1: I think oh yeah, of... I did. T- I did two solid days. Yeah, you kind of had your quota. Huh? <laughs> I did two solid days, and then felt like I was having a mental meltdown. And okay. I feel, I still feel bad that I stepped away from that because I still get notifications that that conversation is still ongoing. Um, but I try and think about the fact that I'm using it in other ways. Also, I'm reading while we're here and talking about my. Racial ongoings. I'm reading this. The Good Immigrant, edited. I'm showing Gemma. It's a podcast. Nobody else can see. Um, edited by Nikesh Shukla, Shukla, and it's published by Unbound, which is really interesting because Unbound. Do you know about Unbound?
0: You're the book. book press.
1: Okay. Um, Unbound is. And I'm probably getting some of the information wrong on this but what it is is if you have a book that you um want to publish and you kind of it's sort of like a halfway house between publishing and self-publishing right so it's like this it's this publishing company but you get people to pledge money so if I said to you Gemma I'm writing a beauty book it's going to be my Corinna Harrod beauty bible You would say, and I would email everyone I know and everyone in my Facebook group, and I'd say, I'm writing, I'm going to write this book. And you buy a copy before it's written. So it's a bit like crowdfunding. So, yeah, exactly. It's crowdfunding for books. And then when, so you say, you need 50 people to buy a copy before it can be done, it can be made. And then that covers the cost of the book being proofread, edited, and printed. Obviously, it would be more than 50 people. But do you see what I mean? It's like, it is exactly like crowdfunding for books. And it's a really nice way. And I think it's really... The reason I mentioned it was I've been reading The Good Immigrant and it's um, all about um, people of colour living in the UK who are basically considered immigrants even if they're second or third or whatever generation in their experiences of different things so um and i thought oh it's really interesting that this book is published by unbound because i got it on amazon which is sloppy of me i have been trying to support small bookshops but i got it on amazon and i think then i looked at it and it had sold out and so unbound it, it it's, a, it's a publisher, it's a traditional publisher, but, but they're not, I, basically they're not huge, they don't do huge print runs and stuff like you would if you were just a standard book publisher. And so I'm really excited that one of their books is clearly going to be, because of the Black Lives Matter thing, yeah. is going to be doing really well. Did you I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so you're reading that, and I, I want to watch, haven't got around to it yet, There's, um, I think it's on BBC iPlayer about Windrush. It's like a drama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have
1: you watched, No, I haven't. I want to watch no. that. I think it follows like three generations or something. Okay. I want to watch that. And I'm reading, um, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago, uh, Me and White Supremacy. Yeah. But that's almost like a workbook. So I got it on my Kindle. I slightly wish I'd got it on in book format just because you should have a notebook and you literally have to w- work through stuff, which I know sounds like a massive ball ache. But I think quite a lot of the world would be fixed if people were willing to do a bit more work. And so even though I'm like, oh, i got to get my notebook out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, we'll make the bloody effort because if more of us made the effort... That would be a good thing. Um, so I'm reading those two, and I will watch that Windrush thing. I'm just have I'm just not mentally tip top at the moment, I'd say, and I have to be careful about watching dramas on TV. You know what? I don't think a lot of people are mentally tip top at the moment. No, and I think I'm not saying that as in I, I everyone else is fine, Gemma. But I'm not. No, um, no, 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 no. I know no, that. but I think I have to. We're just we're to be careful
0: considering the topic today. Well, like, I'm not taking that away from you. I'm not taking
1: that. No, away from no, you. no, no. But I think um, I tend to black through life until I'm on the floor, right. and then I'll lie on the floor and be like, I'm really depressed, and and you know, mm. uh, I've I've been up and down during lockdown, but I've been fairly in control of it. Mm. But sometimes it sneaks up on me. And I I have a feeling it's sneaking, which is fine. But I have to then be very careful about anything that I take in. And I think it's partly that everyone uses me as a negativity bin. Um, And and that is partly my own fault because I am a fixer. Mm. And so people come to me to be fixed. And that's a lot. Um, I will try. I just, I I can't think of anything worse than Coldplay right now.
0: I went to a Coldplay concert and someone weed on my foot. Why? Maybe. And we went to, it was an old Trafford cricket club, standing out. Yeah. I didn't like Coldplay, my ex-husband got tickets. And I thought, my foot feels a bit wet, it's not raining. I'm not standing in the puddles and dude was having a weed.
1: And you can't say anything because he's a Mancunian, he'd have had you. No, oh, no, I'm a Mancunian. I said something. Oh, okay. I just swear
0: swear him, I turned round. I called him a dirty so-and-so. And um I had my
1: I had a wet jeans from my knee down. Uh, oh. were, I had an incident like that where we went to oh, God, festival, big festival, big chill. We went to but no, did we? Anyway, we went to a festival. It's, it's, did what you do at festivals uh, without kids? Anyway, I, I it was lovely. Music. <laughs> yes, that's what we did, and then um, so we did. We, we yeah, we weren't paying much attention to the goings on. Anyway, we found I'm the reason I don't go to more festivals is the loo situation. Mm. I have never had the strongest of bladders. Um, I the, if I drink alcohol, it's beer. It goes through me. Oh
0: yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, like no tomorrow, and I probably, in hindsight, would be quite happy to invest in a shiwi. My friend
0: because
1: then, yeah, because I think oh, then I would then I would be happy to I'd be happy with my shiwi. What I don't like is having to go into portaloos. Joe's great because Joe will go into portaloos and vet them for me, but quite often by day two you're struggling. So or you just have to go behind them and piss in front of people you don't know. I just don't like it. Anyway, Joe and I found this lorry. Uh, No, found these portaloons that were like new, like new. And we were so excited. It was the middle of the night and we were just like, oh my God, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Get to our tent later and our trousers are wet up to the knee and we couldn't work out what it was. And then when we got to the tent, it was very obvious that it was pee and the reason those portaloos were like new was because have you ever seen those big urinal lorries that's basically just a lorry full of urinals one of those was parked next to the portaloos that we'd found and it was on a hill so all the piss was just rolling out the back of this lorry and we just like waded through it to get these super clean portaloos oh no uh, yeah it was not good also I was really cross because I had the nicest pair of pants and I was the only I think I was the only girl in our particular tent camp underwear pants, underwear pants right. really nice pair and I don't do tents or anything I don't. so Joseph no so Joe set up our tent and I came back, and you have to have something on the end of a stick so you know where your tent site is. And he'd put my pants up there so that we knew where the tent site was. Which I, I mean, it was fine, but I you never got those pants like. back. They were my favourite pants. Never got them back. Don't know where they? Like were. I think really somebody pants. took them. No, but now everything, since having babies, everything is like a size too big. Black big Come pants. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm in. I can't be doing with. I wear a thong. Any kind of. Oh, why? Oh, I
0: can't I've... not wear a thong. The only time I wear a thong is when I'm on a mama period. It's getting
1: very. Why cute. do you wear a thong? Doesn't it right up your ass? Just feel more comfortable. No. It's not right up your ass. No. There are so many things I don't. I don't want to deal with with a thong. <laughs> I feel like I look okay. Whereas if I took my clothes off and I was wearing a thong I just, I'm not sure any of us would recover, frankly
0: <laughs> I just always have I've always
1: worn thongs VPL just didn't want one I used, I used to know thongs. I'd rather wear I'd, I used to not wear pants at all was that, did, you, did you not
0: used to wear pants?
1: Never used to wear pants Okay, I see I have a problem with this, maybe it's
0: just me, but I cannot not wear pants <laughs> All uh, right, today we are going to be talking about competitive tiredness. Now, I'm, I doubt that needs much explanation. I think most people know what that is. You don't have to have children to be in a competitive battle. You don't even have to be married or living with a partner. You could be, you could be in a tiredness battle with a colleague, a friend, a mum from school. A mum, your mum. Your, your own parents, yeah,
1: your sister, your brother, anyone, not your dog. Okay. I don't know, the way Mouse looks at me sometimes, I'm like, no, <laughs> I am more tired than you. Do you know what I have to put up with on a daily basis? You have literally slept for 18 hours today. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. competitive tiredness, I think probably a lot of us are getting that at the moment as well. We, I mean, it's bad enough during normal times yeah so i put
0: i used to have i so i put um i used to have this really i still got it this funny little video like put together a load of um gifts that spoke about cognitive tiredness but i didn't post it like that yesterday i just posted a square on my social media that just said i am more tired than you and then i wrote a caption and 99.999 percent of people were like yeah i totally understand what this is about this is it's always that point point one percent and i purposely didn't rise to it but someone um took an objection to it and said that they are normally on board with what i say however they felt this was an outdated and gender biased post now i thought that was an extremely interesting comment i didn't call this person out at the time but i am calling them out now right because i purposely didn't put any pronouns gender pronouns, specific pronouns, in that post. I used the, yeah. the word they and partner. They assumed that I was putting the man in a full-time job and the woman working looking after the kids. Now, yeah. I say it says more about them and their own gender bias than it does about me.
1: Yeah, if you're not using pronouns. Now, just drop the mic. Drop the mic. She's my... Poor Malik. <laughs> Drop the Derek. The is, and what someone said, which I thought
0: was really interesting, no, this shouldn't be going on. But it is. And it but is, it is, and it, it... I think it always will. It's just human nature, and it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in a same-sex couple, you, you know, the woman is working out of the home, you know, both of you are working part-time. It does not matter does it, not everyone is going through it why can i talk about it all the time you know there's that passive aggressive
1: but i think partly what it is i i know from experience so yesterday well there's two two facets here it happens here um and so i'm trying to formulate my thoughts Part of it is, I live with someone, we call him the bandwagon jumper. If I say to Joe, I've got really bad period pains," he'll be like, yeah, my tummy hurts, something rough. Like, you, there's nothing that we can have that he doesn't have. Uh, he, uh, but even like, I can't be stressed, he has to be more stressed. If he's really in a good mood and I'm feeling really stressed about something, it's actually better for me not to mention it. And have him in a good mood all day. Because as soon as I say, look, I'm just feeling really stressed about something, he'll be off. And he'll be three times more stressed than me. And it's a constant source of arguments. Because as funny as it is, there are times when you need support. And I don't feel like I necessarily get it. But he's very wonderful at other things. That's just the thing that he's not wonderful at. And I'm very good at that. I'm a fixer. So he gets to live with a fixer. But... I think part of it definitely is when I'm being tired and I think part of what starts the competition is that thing when you're getting home from work or getting home from meetings or wherever it is and you're feeling really tired and you just have this hope that they're going to be like, put your feet up, here's a cup of tea, I'm going to do bath time or whatever it is, do you know what I mean? And that's why you bring it up in the first place in the hopes that that's going to happen. But quite often, because of human nature, it triggers like, well, I'm really tired too. And actually, recently, the last couple of weeks, I've tried really hard, when Joe has said it first, to be like, okay, I'm really fucking enough too, but what I would want is a cup of tea and 10 minutes with a magazine so I'm gonna say why don't you go and have 10 minutes with private eye and a cup of tea and put your feet up because it's that cycle of being kind that will revisit on itself in the same way that the cycle of being cross with each other never suddenly fixes itself do you see what I mean and so if, if you're feeling that feeling of like, I'm knackered, I'm really tired, and you say it, then you can't guarantee what their response is. But you can guarantee what your response is if they say it to you. Yeah, but that's assuming they're so, a decent human being and they're not going to... Yes, you see, and this is where it that's all boils true. down to the fact that I am married. It, it, my competition is with my spouse and my spouse is a decent human being. But also has to put up with a lot of shit. Like yesterday, he said he felt ill. And anyone who knows me in real life will know that that means game over. And I basically was, like, bedridden with anxiety by the end of the day. So he can never be ill without me being, like, the world's ending. I've got to go and breathe in a dark paper bag and be sick.
0: It's funny what you said about having coming home and having that little bit of hope that when you open the door dinner will be made and you get cocooned with this nurture by this nurturing person because in one of the comments on, on that post that I put out there someone said have you listened to Brene Brown's latest podcast I didn't you know who, you must know who Brene Brown yeah
1: hmm. even though I know so I've listened, to, I've listened to her books like
0: Darren Greatly and a couple of other things, and what listened to her very famous TED talk, etc. But I don't know if she had a podcast. And I think it might be one of her most recent ones is about how is, is about this thing, it's competitive tiredness, which which I thought was just <laughs> the fact that she's talking about it now in lockdown, and the fact that I was talking about it in lockdown, and everyone's talking about it, it's, it's universal, I think everyone's feeling it. And she said that she'd be on a plane on the way home from a talk and she'd be like oh I just want to go I just want I just need to get to bed I just need my bed and like her husband were mm-hmm. at the time because she was traveling her husband was looking after the kids and and something and, and like doing working working home, looking after the kids and he was at uh, home thinking I just want when she gets home I just want to go to bed and they had like massive rows about it really passive-aggressive by everyone and their solution was to give a number so say like you, say, Shippy, you and I were in a, passive, a passive-aggressive-who's-more-tired comp, right? Mm. And I'd go, and it, you don't do it in a competitive way, but I might come home from work and I say, I'm, a, I'm at 20%. I'm on my knees. And you're like, mm. okay, well, I'm at a 30 or a 40. So together, we're at a 60%. So that means we're at a deficit of 40% how can we get back to your couple operating? Because ideally you should both be at 50% or someone should be at 80%. So together you make 100%. Yeah. And like, say, so the using the word tired. And lots of people have said that we're not allowed to use the word tired anymore. Like, if I get home and I've had a bad day, you just say, I feel really sad. Or this happened. And I just thought it was really interesting that even she could be sat on a plane, wanting to go home, imagining that glorious cocoon and it not
1: yeah (laughs) but my initial thought is sleep on the goddamn plane but at brene brene sleep on the plane but we're the same but i mean you and i have probably both been in that because both of our husbands travel for work and both of us work from home yeah and are generally primary caregivers to the kids because of husbands working away from the home and I have sat there when he's been in New York for 10 days and I've been here with three kids, including a newborn and dogs and been like, as okay. soon as he gets in the door, I just need to not be with anyone for like yeah. eight hours. And he's no doubt like, I've just been really knackered. I've been working in New York and I'm going to have jet lag and blah, 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 blah. But I'm still like, but you stayed in a hotel. You stayed in a hotel You didn't have to cook. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot. But I think that's... So I think the not using the word tired is really good because travel is exhausting. Being on on for work is exhausting. But in a different way to, you know, 24-7 childcare and trying to work a job and maintain everyone's social life and run a home is exhausting. And so I think that's a really good idea to not use that word and just be like, because quite often I think I just feel emotionally drained rather than tired. And so it's like, actually, I could do the washing up or I could change the sheets, but what would be really good is to just have my earphones in and a podcast on because I feel very drained from a lot of contact with people yeah but i think probably instead i say oh i'm tired there's also that very real thing and it's something that i experience not so much
0: now because the boys are older but when we were very young children just that feeling of being touched out
1: oh yes like you have, not you fucking, have touching
0: not t- like not fucking touching me Like seriously do touching touch me so it kind of, kind of happens to me this morning. So I woke up, I did the school run, I came back, I did the housework, I know, and at about <clears throat> 10 o'clock I sat down for my breakfast because I'm not an early morning eater, right? a mid-morning eater. Mm. <sighs> who fucking appears next to me? Derek. Oh, bad Derek.
1: Bad I literally sat down by avocado. With uh, do you know what, though? Joe jo only wants to be near me when I'm, when I'm eating. What I'm she- sure that's... Oh, I'm like very primal
0: when I'm eating. Like I don't share food. I'm
1: like a cat. You come near my bowl, like the fangs come. But up. also, Joe. Joe will <laughs> naff around when he was going into the office in the morning. He does the kids' number one reason why Joe is epic. He gets up every morning and feeds the kids their breakfast, which is great. I will wander down just as he's leaving for work, not able to speak, and he will faff around for however long it takes for me to put my first bite of food in my mouth, however long it takes. If I do it immediately, he'll leave immediately. If I do it in 20 minutes, he'll faff for 20 minutes. And as soon as that mouthful of food goes in, he'll come over and try and kiss me goodbye. And I'm like, I'm I'm actually chewing. I'm eating! And you're looming down to give me a kiss. And if I bat you away, it makes me feel really bad for the rest of the day, but I'm chewing. chewing. But and even he jokes about it, he's like, "I've never seen you look sexier than when you chew. I mean, and it's just like, for God's sake, <laughs> but it's that thing, and I'm not sure, well, the man that I live with, I don't want to generalize because I know a lot of stay- at home dads, but it is that touching, yeah and and like I need someone to I need a meter. I need the social distancing in my home. I need people to just for an hour give me just a need... one metre radius. And how bad is that at the moment? Like,
0: I, I know, I mean, how many, I, I can hand on heart say this. Let me, just, let me just make sure this is right, what I'm about to say. I have not been on my own in my home once since lockdown began.
1: I was, I was alone for seven minutes. I know, and I watched that Instagram story. and Yeah, I seven, the the, through the phone across the room, landed on the sofa. And I was like, "Chippy's on her own," and I like, "Right, the oh, oh, minute." But now, look at you and your shoppers! I, I went to a friend's socially distanced birthday. Um, there was four of the four families, and the men took the kids to the park to do a kind of sports day, and no, the, the women appeared at separate corners. No, we sat at separate corners around a table outside in her front front yard bit and in the blowing wind and drank really nice we drank prosecco half prosecco half fizzy elderflower delicious never had it before was amazing especially if you don't drink but you want to join in you can have mainly elderflower with a tiny bit of prosecco and i was like this is the longest i've been away from my kids for that whole of like since february basically it was just it was just nice. incredible. Have a conversation without someone being like, can you come and wipe my bottom? I've had a poo. Great. Yeah, it's like, do Great. Like.
0: So you and I are very similar in as much as I, I recharge by being on my own. Mm. I, I am an introvert. And if I go to a social gathering or something, I find it exhausting. I am not a social bus flyer. If I've been around a lot of people... I then need to like recharge with silence. And I've not had that. I've not had that the whole time. And I might doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. And I think so many women are like, I just need I just need to know. I just I just
1: need nobody's touch me. And I just need I just need silence. We have a joke with my friend Katie, because my middle son is ned never really needed it but the middle one when he comes home from school he needs a bit of decompression time we need to lie on the sofa and have a cuddle he's still a thumb sucker annoyingly so he sucks his thumb we have a cuddle i ask him questions about the day and he tells me about his day at school and he needs it like he just needs a bit of cuddle and decompression and then he'll beetle off and do his lego but what he really likes to do is to suck his thumb and stroke my face and I, I I can put up with it for about seven minutes and then I have to be like, you have to stop touching my face now because... I, and I'm sitting there being like, there will be a time where he won't want to stroke my face anymore and he I, he won't fit on my lap anymore. And so I've just got to suck it up. But my friend Katie's always like, oh God, is he stroking your face again? Because she could see me being like, oh, stop touching my face because it's the end of the day. It's so weird. So like...
0: Uh, it's feasible that like, Mike could come home when he used to go out to work. Mike could come home from work. Ben was still sort a of baby. And Mike was like, give me a cuddle. And I was like, oh, sorry. Or he would give you a cuddle and I'd just go stiff as a board. Yes. Yeah. Like, sorry. And, he, and, and then he'd be like, why don't you want to cuddle me? And he'd be really offended. And I'm like, well, because I've had a human on me all day.
1: Yeah. It like, leaked me like a limpet. The last thing I need is another one. <laughs> Yeah, and that is, it is like a physical drain for some people. And I don't think that's appreciated enough because I think if you don't feel that, it must seem really, it must be like, but it's a hug. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with a hug? But it's like, it's it's literally like someone sucking your energy. Yeah, exactly. And I think, so that's what I think... And that is, I, you would probably offhand describe it as tired knit. I'm just really tired. Do you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? It, they were like, why do you want to hug me? You could be like, I'm just really tired. Just had enough. As in, I'm tired and therefore I'm grumpy, or I'm tired and therefore I'm tetchy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But actually using different ways of expressing it. And like it, with one actually having, having a... With my skin, having, I'm going to run off. <laughs> yeah, but also having a conversation with... Mm-hmm the person and be like sometimes when i've had the kids all day like i joe works in the morning and i work in the afternoon and i feel bad because sometimes joe doesn't get very much work in the morning because he gets the kids up he still does his pee with coach joe in the morning and then um i come and take over but i do all this homeschooling so all of that, do your work, just do your work. Stop talk, put that down. Mm. Go and sit back at the table and do your work. All of that is on me. And I, it's very noticeable at lunchtime how I'm like, I just need to go to work now. And he's like, what do you want for lunch? He comes out and makes lunch. The man is a saint. But he's like, what do you want for lunch? And I'm like, I just can't even, I just can't even, I'm, I can't. Because I've been homeschooling three kids. And yeah, Jack is two, three, but he's, enough to want to do whatever the other two are doing so he wants to do numbers or he wants to be doing this so i have ned asking me year two questions i'm trying to get jim to do anything at all for his reception stuff and then i'm having to do stuff with jack and it's just like i can't I, by the time lunchtime comes around i'm like no can't even articulate what i want for lunch um and it's, and, and so probably I'm like, I would probably then be like, oh yeah, I'm just tired, but it's not that I'm just tired, it's that mentally I'm shot. From... Mentally overwhelmed. Yeah. You need, you need. And so, yeah, so I think it's worth having a conversation, and I shall have a conversation with Joe where I'm like, sometimes... Because sometimes it means that I go and sit at my desk when it's my work time and I can't get into it. Because I've gone straight from that to mm. and then we have competitive stressedness in the evening. Like, who's more stressed about work? And he's like, We've just had a whole afternoon of work and I'm like, But I've Not Spent enough. three hours Yeah, I've spent three hours staring out the window trying to mentally detangle myself. Whereas in fact if I if if I acknowledge that and spent an hour folding clothes and listening to a podcast or an audiobook, um it would be better. I think we're not very good at addressing the actual cause.
0: When are you with my ex husband, which probably no nobody ever followed, no one follows this is because well, we are divorced. <laughs> ex-husband, what we when we both didn't have kids and we used to work both used to work full time we would give ourselves 10 minutes each mm. to rant about a day. Okay. So we would sit, with, to be fair, this is not why we got divorced, so it might help some people. So we would sit there and, like, I would for 10 minutes go, this is why my day has been completely shite. And, like, that offloading just, I just felt better. And then he would go, and yeah. let us talk about it for the rest of the evening.
1: Yeah. I think that is good, because Joe and I don't do that because I don't need to talk about stuff, but Joe does need to talk about stuff, so what Joe will do is he will drip information drip feed yeah, and I, I say things like I'm still over here not giving I think it.
0: what's interesting that that is quite interesting. do you think that because you're sat down there homeschooling and you know we both love our kids that that goes without question but it's 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 infuriating because it feels like it's a roadblock to what you would normally be achieving having to homeschool your children right and And yeah it's it's definitely resentment but and I can always get stuck between jealousy and envy so I don't know which is the correct one to use so I'm going to use the word jealous
1: but I know for me I think envious Is you is you want something of theirs? Right, jealous. I don't know.
0: But for me, I'm a call fail.
1: Yeah, for me, uh,
0: I think for me, definitely part of that's part of it is like, but I want to be on a train with all the grown up people
1: yeah but I, I've said this before that I'm very lucky in that Joe got made redundant and Ned was about six weeks old and I was working one day a week for a publisher so um he got made redundant and I was like great here's the baby I've got the boobs but I don't want to see either of you until it's time for the boobs and he on the first day at three o'clock he was like I'm, I'm exhausted I'm exhausted But is that being beholden to someone? Yeah, Ned says, oh, I'm bored. And I'm like, you've got got Lego everywhere, you've got books, you've got colouring books, you've got the thing that you insisted I buy off Amazon. Do you know what I mean? And now you're telling me you're bored. And I think that is something... It's that sort of... I think when a stay-at-home parent says... I'm tired it's not even it it's that it's that I don't want to have to
0: manage someone else's time
1: I don't want to be yeah I, I, else's I don't want to have man. to yeah I want a bit of time to be responsible for my to to use my own time the, the best thing the best thing that I've done in lockdown is I put a lock on my
0: bedroom door did you but well, I, I didn't. I mean, Mike did. He made I, Mike do it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I need, I need, this is before we had the shop. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I need to be able to go into my, I need to be able to go somewhere.
1: It happens if you have it. I think, I think my thing is, is, is be, recognise it. You might not be in a position where you can acknowledge it with the person. But as I always say, you have you have the opportunity to be the bigger person. And if you feel like you've got competitive tiredness with this person and you're always the one that's like, shall I make you a cup of tea? Or "Shall I, why don't you go and have 10 minutes and I'll do this. And if you feel like you're always doing that, mm-hmm. then stop. Mm-hmm. Because quite often they'll notice the stop more than they notice the start and they'll be like oh she never makes me tea anymore she's never she's not being as nice and they might either be like oh I feel like there's something wrong with you and you can be like I just felt like I was always doing it for you and sometimes I'm really knackered and I could do with it and it's just not reciprocated so I'm conserving my it's just not working for me right now in
0: my book or part of my book called people at work like this called time cuckoos and yeah um I then had a panic and messaged the editor lady and said does everybody know what a cuckoo does and she's like yeah i think they do Gemma." i was like okay just checking just checking otherwise yeah. why is jemma talking about cuckoos i think so right. it's like cuckoos are cuckoos stealing your little nest egg a time right so, yeah. so you are in a, a work environment and let's think um i'm trying to think of someone's name who i don't know a person barbara barbara babs yeah good old babs um is that you're really on it, proper organised, you manage your time really, really well. And Babs is a hot mess. Yeah. Basically. And she sees how on top of it you are and that you're just sailing. Not sailing, but you're putting the effort in. But, you know, you're... you're, We are sailing. Yeah, you reach the deadlines. Babs comes along and says, ah, chips. Chips, love, start doing a favor, can you? The see you ahead <laughs> of proper up against it, I don't think you know how tired I am. Mm. And you're like, no, we're doing the same job, Babs. Like, we are doing I'm the just... same jobs. I'm just better at it than you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's that saying, always ask a busy person. If you want something doing, ask a busy person. You had that saying before? No, why Because they'll say yes because they're like do 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 yes bam bam bam. Because I do a lot for my network marketing business, and I was there's my friends. I joke because quite often people be like, oh no, I can't do that. I'm just so busy at the moment, and I'm like, you're telling I've got I've said this before. Got a real problem with people who think they're busier than me. Unless you've got four kids you're not busier than me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, no. no. Does not wash with me. Does not wash with me. I'm super busy. But it, it doesn't mean that the people who haven't got kids, that doesn't make their type
0: of any less valid. And I think that's the interesting thing. And I put in that post, I was like, you know what? It boils down to respect. And if you, if whoever it is you're talking to, whether it's a friend, a colleague, your partner, If you're looking at them and you're like, one eyebrow raised, and you're like, I don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth, sunshine. You're just swinging the... Is it swinging the lead or swinging the leg? Swinging the lead. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. (laughs) I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're more tired than me. Because if you are then passively, aggressively washing your lasagna dish, and you don't trust that that person is as tired as you then you've got a fundamental problem because either they're lying to you about their level of tiredness or you're
1: you're putting your needs first so this ties in which with why i never like to discuss i never ever enjoy the competitive labor because people will be like oh well I did it in five hours, and it implies that you had the same experience, but they were just quicker than you and better at it. Better woman, yeah. And you're like, there's different levels of pain. I genuinely know someone who went into the doctor because she thought she'd trapped a nerve in her back and she was like nine centimeters dilated, and she was like, no, I just got this, I'm just a bit worried because I got this twingy nerve in my back. And it was like, that was her contractions. Wow.
0: Um,
1: and so it's, and I think that's what's really frustrating is it's like, no, everyone feels pain differently. Everyone feels pain differently. Everyone experiences labor differently. Everyone's body is different. So there's no such thing as competitive <laughs>
0: It's, comp- it's oh, In a way, it's competitive suffering. And don't we love to do that as women? Yeah. Martyrs and I've suffered more than you. And I had a... T- I And I'm years
1: tireder than you, but I'm still going. I'm still hanging around my kneecaps. And my children... Mine kneecaps. mine is absolutely fine. Thanks.
0: <laughs> this isn't mine. This is actually from Brene. Brene. Brene's advice. Okay. Because i think that Brene One might get that I'm not great... So this is what Brene is. Brene says, don't talk about the problem when you're in the problem. Oh, okay. That was quite insightful. So there's no point having the... Isn't that the time to talk about the problem? No, because so her theory is that when you're coming in the back door after being on a flight and your other heart is holding your newborn or your baby, you both feel like you need a break. Now, isn't that the time to explain to each other why you both need a break? Emotions are heightened. It would be when you're both in a good mood, maybe post-coitally. You know, oh. maybe not. No one
1: can, after I am like a praying mantis, so the best thing to do post-coitally with me is leave me the fuck alone before okay. I eat your head. Noted.
0: Like when you don't acknowledge that I've been, if when you don't acknowledge that I'm tired. It makes me feel like you undervalue what I do. Yeah. There you go. You can take that sentence, ladies
1: and gentlemen. What has been your positive of the week? Oh, I had one the other day. Went to that party. Yes. I had some child-free time. I had some grown-up chat time. I still am allergic to alcohol, but it was okay. Okay. That's my positive.
0: My positive is that my kids, Johnny and Ben went back to school on Monday and they had a really nice time.
1: Yeah, and they're going every day, for half a day? They're going every morning, yeah. Which at first I thought was like, what a faff! I actually think But I it's fine.
0: Because in the week now I know that I have a, a, a daily routine that's exactly
1: the same. Jem is well known for creating the Organised Mum Method, which has helped thousands free themselves from domestic drudgery. Her first book was a Sunday Times bestseller and her new book, The Organized Time Technique, will take you from flustered to fabulous.
0: Chippy is a makeup artist and facial skincare therapist. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube as
1: Corinna Harrod. And her Facebook group is Corinna Harrod's Beauty Inside and Out.